Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Wednesday morning. Andrew Bogish filling in for the vacationing. Taz, Mark Malusas, as always, alongside with you. You've got, uh, uh, we've had a tremendous first couple hours of the program. Third and final hour, we kick it off in style as uh, Steve Tasker is going to join us. Former Bills All-Pro uh, joins us now. Talk a little Bills football as training camps and preseason games are upon us. And hey, Steve, Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogus, thanks for a couple of minutes this morning. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoyed it. Yeah, you got it, Steve. Um, you know the you know anticipation here. You know, I guess when you think about the the Bills, number one is you think about the quarterback, right? And you know, and and, and Allen and and how he's going to develop in year two. Realistic expectations of what you want to see from the young signal caller year two under center for the Bills. Well, the, there's a big thought process up here in Buffalo, and the guys who have watched him that uh, in his last year at Wyoming, he was, he was completing you know 53 percent of his passes. He didn't have a real stellar roster around him. Uh, didn't have too many guys that could win it, and he just threw the offense on his back and carried it around all season there in Wyoming. And he did a lot of that in the 11 games he played with the Buffalo Bills. He didn't have anybody who was winning on the outside. His offensive line was an absolute mess last year, and he played the exact same way uh, in his first year in Buffalo that he did in his last year at Wyoming. And his statistics kind of bore that out. Same completion percentage, same kind of idea. He led the team in rushing. Um, the, the thought process in Buffalo and, and for what they're looking for from him uh, in the coming months uh, in this next season is this. They've upgraded uh, everybody around him. The offensive line is, is absolutely completely revamped. They'll have four brand-new starters on the offensive line, and all of those guys are going to be a complete upgrade from what they had a year ago. Also on the outside with John Brown coming over from Baltimore uh, and Cole Beasley, the slot receiver from uh, Dallas, uh, they really feel like they've upgraded the uh, the wide receiver talent around them. And in training camp, they've started to ask Josh, and the big push was to make have him make different decisions, better decisions. Um, he doesn't have to drop back, throw the deep ball, or just cut and run uh, at every turn. The ball's coming out on time. Um, uh, he's making better decisions. He's got guys who are winning underneath, and he's and that really – has been the focus of the offense and where they think you're going to see a much different Josh Allen this year. He's going to make better decisions and have more options to throw someplace other than down the field all day. Steve, specifically with, with Allen's accuracy, and I guess there's different schools of thoughts on this. I'm wondering where, where you are on that. Can you learn to be more accurate, or is it almost like an innate skill that you have or you don't have? Yeah, I think, yeah, you can, I, although, you know, results on that are like you said it's a big debate a couple of guys have done it um you know you look at uh stafford in detroit he's a little more accurate in the nfl than he was in the college days even matt ryan is a little bit more accurate than he was in his college days certainly josh allen all those guys they work at it very hard um i think one of the things that josh allen 
that hurt him and what the thought process is against the guys who are on his side is that, you know, he, you know, you talk to some of the guys who watch his film, he has forever tried to make the impossible throws. Uh, he's always tried to hit, and even in the offense he ran in Wyoming, his outlet was a was a wide side 12-yard out to the far side of the field. That was his outlet pass. So he never really got the easy throws. And even this last year, uh, his offensive line was such a mess, he never got a chance to go to his secondary receivers. He had nobody to throw to uh, who was winning for him on the backside in his outlet. Um, so the thought process is uh, he's accurate enough already that the problem has been that he's always thought he has had to make the impossible throw. He's tried to win on every play. And they're trying to get him to dial back his competitive nature a little bit and just say, hey, take it. Um, he certainly makes good throws in practice. When he does take the easy throws, he completes them when he should. He, he puts the ball on the receiver out in front or on the numbers. Uh, he seems to be completely accurate enough. Um, hard, it's easier to be accurate when you're throwing the ball 10 yards or 12 yards in the air rather than 25 yards in the air on a deep out down the sideline. So uh, that's the thought process, and it seems to be working early in camp, although – you know, sometimes when you're playing against your own guys, things look a little differently than they will in the preseason and regular season. You know, Steve, how much can he lean on? You know, father time is not cut off to the, the top two running backs up in Buffalo. How much can Allen lead on the the duo of McCoy and Gore? Well, it remains to be seen. Uh, they did draft Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic. He's a, a, a guy who seems to have the same skill set as LaShawn McCoy. I mean, he's, you know, he's got a long way to go before he's a LaShawn McCoy. But uh, McCoy... The thought in, in the Buffalo uh, locker room in this organization is that McCoy's got a lot left in the tank. There were flashes of his old self last year, but too many times uh, Josh Allen or whoever the quarterback was a year ago would hand him the ball, and he almost didn't get the ball before he was avoiding people. It happened all too often. Their running game was absolutely non-existent. Josh Allen led the team, as I said, in rushing, and and it it was a, a huge, huge anchor around the neck of this offense. They led the league in three and outs because they had zero run game to speak of, and LaShawn McCoy paid the price for it. Um, he didn't get very many touches last year because it was just ridiculous to put him in a game where there was just no room to run. And So with the revamped offensive line and a little bit more help for him, uh, certainly there should be some more space. But they have a lot of faith in LaShawn. He's shown in practice he's still got a burst. He's obviously still got the vision uh, that he has always had, and he seems to have uh, the quick first step and the ability to get open, certainly in the passing game. So they've got a lot of faith in, in LaShawn. Frank Gore has been a great addition in leadership, and his toughness has added something to that room too. But you're right. There's a big question mark about, I mean, these guys set an NFL record when they signed Frank Gore. They've got the two oldest running backs together in the backfield in NFL history. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a question mark. But early signs are these guys still have a little something left in the tank, and uh, and whatever they don't have, Devin Singletary will be asked to provide. Steve, where is where is Zay Jones right now? Obviously, he's got the size, he's got the skill. Is he ready to be a real number one wide receiver that that Josh Allen can lean on? Uh, I would say no. Uh, I got to say no. I don't think they're counting on Zay Jones to be a number one wide receiver. The early returns and the big surprise of this training camp has been John Brown, the guy they brought over from. Uh, Baltimore. They they knew he was a speeder, and they thought, well, here comes a guy. We'll just send him deep, take the lid off the defense, and hit Cole Beasley or Zay Jones underneath. The big surprise in training camp 
And this has been against the Bills secondary, which is really stacked with outstanding corners and safeties. they got a ton of guys in their secondary that can really go. And John Brown has turned them in circles. Uh, he has been getting open all day, every day in training camp. It's been an enormous surprise. I wouldn't be, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, John Brown is going to be the number one option for this offense. Um, he's shown great speed, extremely smooth in his routes, and I think if you're looking for a guy that's going to be a difference maker, uh, a surprising guy for this offense, it's going to be John Brown, not say Jones. You know, Steve, when you look at that defense. Um... You know, opposite Trey White, is that the is that the biggest glaring hole on this defense? Is the uh, the opposite corner? Yeah, I think so. I, Kevin Johnson is a former first round draft pick for the Houston Texans. Had trouble staying healthy there. He he showed up. Uh, they also have Levi Wallace, who came in and played really well opposite Trey White last year. They've got Taron Johnson as a slot corner. Uh, EJ Gaines is back in the fold after a year. Um, it, with uh, Cleveland Browns, they've got a lot of guys they really like at the opposite corner. Uh, they're very deep over there. Kevin Johnson is the kind of guy. He's a big corner, rangy corner. Uh, his, you know, question mark was his health in Houston because he's got all the ability. He's plugged in there now and has stayed healthy and stayed on the field. Uh, and and uh, Levi Wallace has also done the exact same thing. Those guys are really going hard at it. Taron Johnson, who played hard last year in the slot, really went through a tough shoulder injury. They really feel good about their secondary. They've got a lot of guys they think they can really play. Uh, aside from Tredavious White, their safeties are, you know, with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Their secondary, really, they feel, I think, is the strength of their defense, and they think their defense is going to be really, really good. Steve, I remember Brandon Bean kind of downplaying Ed Oliver as camp was approaching, saying, you know, it's a big jump from the AAC to the NFL. Like, he's got room to grow. He needs some time. But now, all of a sudden, it sounds like he's been great for the last two-plus weeks. So is he kind of exceeding the early expectations here? Well, when the pads came on, he was okay during the early part of camp. He was, you know, when the guys didn't have pads on, they were stepping through things and kind of going half speed. He looked okay, just okay. When the pads went on, um, he became a different guy. Uh, his quickness and explosion, uh, he could use it. Uh, you can't really out-quick a guy when everybody's going half speed, you know, uh, and when there's no pads. Now when the pads went on, he has really elevated. And uh, it, it's been a little bit of an Ed Oliver explosion on the D-line. He went from the number – he was taking second-team reps and sprinkling in on the first – uh, that flip-flopped really quickly when the pads went on. Uh, he's a number one defensive tackle. He's a handful uh, at the snap and in, down on the three technique. He's He's been everything as advertised. Uh, they had a little bit of a, an open practice like teams do in the stadium where fans were allowed to come in. There's thousands and thousands of people there. And, of course, he did pretty well in the, in the uh, pass rush portion of the, of the practice, no question. But the thing that surprised a lot of people was when the ball went away from him or came to his side, there was nowhere to run. He was running it down to the sideline. He was running it down to both sidelines. He was moving laterally unbelievably fast. Uh, so, yeah, Ed Oliver has exploded onto the scene, and it happened when the pads went on. He's, uh, he's all, of, all of everything that they advertised him to be and probably a little bit more. Steve, that jump from you know no pads to pads is that a is that a good thing a bad thing does that mean anything about the kind of player that Oliver is what how do you what do you attribute to that jump in production once the the pads went on? Well, here's the thing he's a he's an he's an undersized defensive tackle. There's no way around it. He's two ninety two eighty five two ninety, but he's only six one. 
Uh, he's a little bit like uh, uh, Randall, uh, John Randall of the Vikings used to be. A little bit undersized, but huge, hugely explosive. And when they're running through without pads, you know, nobody can really hit uh, and use their physicality and lean on guys. And when uh, So he was okay in that part of, of training camp. But when you're going to out-quick a guy, you can't be worried about not hitting him. You can't be worried about brushing up against him. You can't be worried about that. And when the pads went on and they didn't have any of that, uh, those considerations, Ed Oliver was going 100, and, 100 miles an hour, and he was slipping through some uh, the gaps in the offensive line. They, those guys were really having trouble catching his first step. And uh, that was a big difference, and that's, that's really the reason. His strength is explosion. At the, he's got an enormously quick first step, and you can't really use that until the pads go on. But once they did, um, he used it to the best advantage. The guy's really, really going to be a good pro. Steve, what do you, um, you know, what are the realistic expectations for this team um, going into 2019? You know, obviously the development of Allen, you mentioned the defense is expected to be uh, the strength of the team, revamped offensive line. What do you think the potentially, if, if everything goes right, what can the Bills be this season? Well, if everything goes right, you know, you've know, you got to take the over. Uh, they're going to win some games. Uh, their defense is going to be very salty. Um, they're going to be really, really good. Uh, if they're a team that can churn out turnovers like they did two years ago when they made that playoff run, it, that's really going to give a margin of error to an offense that's really got a lot of new faces. Uh, certainly, Josh Allen's going to be a different type of player. They expect him to be a different type of player. He's going to he's going to be a guy who um, has, is going to make some strides. In the, in the 11 games we saw Josh Allen play, mostly like the six or seven, eight last eight games of last season, there were times when he had to put the Superman cape on and and just run around like he did in college. He just put the team on his back and carried them offensively. Um, he's not going to have to do that this year, theoretically. He's going to be able to get the ball out of his hands. He's going to have some options. The running game will be there, uh, at least uh, like a normal above-average running game instead of a non-existent running game. That'll change things for defenses that they face. Uh, and I, I think if, if everything goes right for this team, if they stay healthy, if Josh Allen progresses as fast as he did in the last eight games of last year, yeah, they're going to contend. They're going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to be a tough out, no question about it. That's a, you know, it's a lot of positive things to go right, no question, but it's out there for them to take if they can. I think more realistically, uh, they're going to be a team that's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, they'll probably get the ball to bounce their way a couple of times. It'll bounce against them a few times. They're going to be an 8-9. Uh, ten win team right in there. Uh, I don't. I do think this is the team that would be really sh- sharply disappointed if they don't win as many games as they lose. Um, they were two bounces of the ball away last year from being eight and eight instead of six and ten. That's how close they were last year with Allen uh, playing the way he did, with no offensive line, with no running game. So they have every reason to be more optimistic this year. Steve, Mark, and I. Don't know what we're talking about. We're just two radio guys. But we were discussing last hour uh, this little Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur back and forth yesterday about the importance of joint practices. Uh, I'm assuming you've been through a couple. Uh, what Did you think they were helpful for you in training camp to see somebody else? Yeah, I liked them. Uh, I think it's, you know, certainly there are guys in your roster like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a different cat. You know, I don't, I don't know how much he needs it or if he likes it, uh, but – for the coaching staff, looking at young players, players who have been starting to get a little bit used to themselves, you know, guys first year in the in the system or first year players in the league, 
it's really good to throw them out there against somebody they've never seen before, see how they if they can sink or swim. Do, or do they rise to the challenge? A lot of it is a little bit of that culture stuff that you find out about. You know, you like to see your guys scuffle it up, not back down from a guy they don't know. Uh, you know, you tend to see a lot of brother-in-laws in training camp when you don't see other guys. You know, with your own team, you get a treat. You're starting to treat the guy that you you know have dinner with a little differently on the practice field, right? Uh, but when there's a guy who's got a different helmet on, you know there's there's no there's no consideration there about uh, about him. So you're going to try and compete hard. I think it shows a little something about your team, about your culture, how you're developing, particularly in the guys who are new to your team. You know, Aaron Rodgers and and some of the veterans on that team, Bakhtiari, you know, those guys, you know, they they've been around the block. Yeah. You know, so they don't really need to to show what they you know they're not really going to be afraid of the Chicago Bears when they line up. Steve, do you, do you uh, you know, stay in that AFC East? You know, does Allen use, uh, you know, uh, you know, Darnold as a little bit of motive? I, you know, obviously there's Brady there at 42 years of age, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback the sport's ever seen. But, you know, is there a little competition between Allen and Darnold being part of the same draft class? Yeah, I think there is. There's, those guys are pretty close. They're buddies, too. I mean, they kind of train a little bit together in the offseason. They share Jordan Palmer out in California. They'll both go see Jordan Palmer for some coaching and for some technique. Uh, they're different kinds of quarterback, no question, uh, but they're, they're, they're pretty good friends. Uh, and I think that kind of plays really well here in, in the Buffalo market because, you know, people here in Buffalo remember Dan Marino and Jim Kelly going at it for, you know, 11 and a half, 12 years, a whole decade. Those two went at it pretty hard. Uh, and I think, Fans really relish those rivalries, and these young two young guys coming into the league at the same time, being the faces of their franchise. I think both these franchises are going to love having these guys compete against each other for a decade, decade and a half. And I think we can all look forward to it. Uh, they're both. I think they're both high hopes for both these guys. I know we. I, I like Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. Uh, I think Josh Allen is, has got a lot more physical gifts. He's a really sharp kid. I think. Uh, his intelligence is going to be the thing that is a wild card in his development. He's highly intelligent. He learns things really quickly. He continues to get better, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how far Josh Allen can take his potential. Um, and that, you know, yeah, so I, I think there is a great sense uh, between Josh and Sam. They want to compete against each other. They want to have the one-upmanship on each other. I think there's a, there's a quiet personal relationship there that each one of them, uh, you know, wants to best the other one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Sam Darnold and Josh Allen in, in the AFC East for a long time. And, Steve, uh, you know, we'll close out here. Stay in the AFC East. I mentioned Brady. you got to marvel, you know, at, at his age. And I know it's the quarterback position, but still, uh, to play that position, to be in the shape, redefining his body as well, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous uh, of what Brady's been able to do and how, he's been, how long he's been able to do it for. Well, you know, everybody in the AFC East that's not a Patriot fan hates the guy, right? I mean, <laughs> the guy is just unbelievable. And and I'll tell you this: I've seen, you know, we've seen great players over the generations of football. Um, and I, and I'll tell you what I've noticed about him: I played with a bunch of them, and I played against a bunch of them, and I've covered all of those guys in the last twenty twenty one years as well. They're a little different, all of them. Their their mental makeup is a little bit different. You got Frank Gore in Buffalo, who's a running back at thirty six. Um, they're put together differently, and some facet of their personality keeps a screw tightened that should have been loosened a long ago by Father Time, and it doesn't. It just doesn't go loose. 
in some aspects, you can laugh and say they're a little bit certifiable. Uh, Tom Brady, a week after he wins the Super Bowl as an MVP, is out doing push-ups and exercises back lawn, doing working out. I mean, who does that? Well, you know, the GOAT does, you know. Um, and he is. He's the best quarterback to ever take a snap. He's more production, more Super Bowls, and certainly he's done some things even with his contract. Uh, he's never been the highest-paid guy at his position. Uh, he does that so he can have the weapons around him, and he's part of a team. He knows that. The guy's a different cat, uh, and it and it permeates every aspect of his game, every aspect of his career, yeah. every aspect of his family, every act, aspect of his contract, of his future, and of his legacy. You got to tip your hat to him. He's done it better, longer than anybody else, and it's not even close. Um, certainly, the conversation now starts with him about who the best quarterback in the league history has ever been. He's the first name on the list. You can throw other guys at him who are more clutch. Well, they weren't more productive. You can throw guys that had better arms. Well, they didn't win more. You know, who was a better competitor? I don't know. You know, maybe that's him. Um, but certainly this era of Tom Brady in the National Football League, we've been lucky to witness it. We've A lot of us here in the AFC East have been a victim of it a lot of times. But, man, oh, man, when you talk about maybe the greatest quarterback or maybe the greatest football player of all time, Tom Brady's on the list, and we're still watching him at the age of 42. Hey, Steve, we appreciate the time this morning, um, and we're looking forward to watching the Bills this fall. We appreciate it. Uh, have yourself a good Wednesday, and, and thanks for the time. Guys, thanks so much. Enjoyed it. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 